Here we are. We're back again. This is week three of the campaign it's getting, trail. It's getting faster. I could try and speed it up. I think it needs to get sped up. because. Okay, but if I speed it up in editing, we're going to sound like chipmunks because <laughs> we're talking over it now. That'll be funny. Anyway, here we are on the campaign trail. Hey, Mandy, welcome. Welcome, women like us. This is Mandy Nolan. And Ellen Briggs. How are you going, Mandy? It's very getting very close now. I have to say, I was trying to explain to someone, for those that have just tuned in, um, you probably haven't, you're probably no. following us. No one just tunes in. I don't think we're getting new followers. No, this is about four <laughs> women straggling along behind with nothing else left to listen to. Um, thank you for staying with us. I met one of our lovely followers in Ocean Shores the other day. She Did came you? up and she said, I'm not a stalker, I'm just doing my shopping, but I love the podcast. Isn't it nice? I love it. We, I love we've that. We've had heaps of downloads too. How many have we had, Ellen? Oh, it's well, last time I got a count, it was over 20,000. Over 20,000 downloads, not bad for a couple of old bags sitting at a kitchen table, having a cup of tea. Mm. No, well, a bit a new kitchen table next week. <sighs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. We mm. can talk about the kitchen table a little okay. bit, isn't it Good. funny? Because I'm hoping to get a seat at the table, and yeah. you're just hoping to get a table, mm. a different table <laughs> <laughs> with and six seats. At six seats, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a, I'm going to have a cross bench at my table. Yes. You know, I'm just hoping I don't have to sit next to Bob Catter. Cross Catter. bench. That's a funny, that's a funny word, isn't, isn't it? it? The cross bench. It's like the angry fence. Yeah, because you are. That's bench. where you go. You sit on the bench to be angry because yeah. you're cross. Because you're cross because everyone, like. Because they're, they're all dickheads. They're all dickheads and everyone's coming up with bullshit stuff. So mm. that's why you're cross. Mm. I, I, I love the new, do you, what do you think of the new uh, terminology that, uh, Scott Morris, I, I never call him by his nickname, by the way. Scott Morrison is to, the the teal candidates. I know. Have you heard him saying that? Talks about them like the teal candidates. The teal like, candidates. So that's the independents and the greens. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do is align the teal candidates or the independents as um, the climate. I think it's the climate 200 candidates really that – and they are independents, is to try and he's trying to suggest they're not independent. Well, he's also trying to suggest that they're going to, um, you know, undermine the security and the stability of the country. That's what he was saying this morning. With their vision and their plans. Yeah. yeah. And their <laughs> Yeah. And their strong and their non-political party agendas. Exactly. Imagine yeah. that, pushing for a federal ICAC, going yeah. up against corruption, I know. speaking out about women's rights and wanting to do something about climate. Dangerous the people. and the teal candidates are crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is going to pull this good country down. <laughs> we are built on corruption, rape and colonisation. If we don't stop that... <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it going, Mandy. That's what we're built on. Yeah, exactly. The, the nostalgia. <laughs> That's the foundations of our country. <laughs> oh, the nostalgia for the tradition. Isn't that like, it's appalling. Because when you hear that, it does, did you get, do you get that little bit of, you get the angry that's yeah. where the cross bench bit comes of bile. in. You get that little bit. That's where, <laughs> I think what's going to happen, there's going to be about 40 people on the cross bench. <laughs> All doing little six in their mouth. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a huge percentage of people from the polling now mm. that are just not going to vote for the major parties because they kind of go, don't care, don't believe you yeah, and don't want any more of your bullshit. That's that's what's coming at them. So all they can do, there's barely is, is, is denigrate, be aggressive mm. and put down people that have a vision. But that's all he's ever done. That's all they ever do. But they don't have – you'd think if you're in government, right, if you're a major party, wouldn't you be coming out with – a vision? A vision. Like, 
What is the Liberal Party's vision? What is the LNP's vision? Just more, more money. More coal and gas. More coal and gas. More coal and gas. Oh, my God. I have to tell you this. I've Kill poor people. <laughs> Women back home. Yeah, nothing Yeah, nothing for you. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, isn't it? It is about um, more ha- more investment houses. More wealth for wealthy. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Is that oh. you ringing? It's Scott Morrison ringing. Going, oh, no, we me. have a vision. Scott. Hello, Scott. Scott. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I oh, know. Do you want me to stop recording? No, you don't have to stop recording because Scott won't stop ringing. Um, <laughs> he's jealous because he, he hasn't got a vision. He will ring. You know, so when you get in on the Sunday, you know that they're all going to be ringing you. I'm going to block him. <laughs> Are you going to change his name in your phone? Oh, yeah. What would you put? What would you put? What do you suggest I put? Cockhead. Cockhead. <laughs> <laughs> or have you already got that in there? Might already <laughs> I've be. I've got cockhead one, cockhead two, and I'm like, oh, hang on, who's cockhead two? <laughs> who's speaking? Oh, it's my Mate, husband. It could be. You can't just put PM because that could be, you know, it could be Peter Dutton. Imagine that. It's not a. It's if if they got back in. I can't imagine that. I don't want to imagine that. that. Terrifies me. Mm. If, there, if there's, you go. I would hate. Like, there's nothing more terrifying than Scott Morrison as prime minister, except Peter Dutton. Mm. Mm. The two most terrifying prospects. And like what kind of what kind of world would that be? A terrible one. I know. I'm I'm really hoping actually they're not polling I mean, well I don't at all. Advocate assassinations. Well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe just philosophical ones. Yeah. You know, where we Like your mind scissors. Yeah, we mentally mind, annihilate. Yeah. Um, that kind of view. I think you know, it, it feels so archaic. I never understand why people are so suspicious of things like, you know, you talk about like dental health under, we talked about mm. all that under Medicare or what we talk about free education and we're so used to going, I oh, know it's okay. They can get, you know, we don't mind if one third of corporations don't pay tax. Mm. And it's kind of like, we're so used to protecting the wealth of, of the very small minority that when you start to talk about sharing the Commonwealth, which is what the Commonwealth is supposed to be, mm. the, the wealth mm. of the country, with the population, people get really like, oh, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. Yeah. Where's the money going to come from? Well, right there. <laughs> nah, <laughs> you can't do that. Why Gina not? Reinhardt, shake it down. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's Get in her pockets. They're big. I know. She's got big, deep pockets. Actually, that's one thing that I haven't asked you um, about aged care. Yes. And aged care reform. What it, it, like, it clearly needs to be reformed. Yes. It, it is one of those areas we've got. What, what are the policies on that? I feel like I'm, um, I know. like, what's his name? Put me on Insiders. <laughs> Ellen's now hosting Insiders. I'd love to host Insiders. I, I couldn't know. be very nice Barry for too Br- long, though. Barry Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his. I miss Barry on there. I do love Barry. He was great. He's not on there anymore. I'd be a bit, I would have been, like, I was kind of looking forward to the idea that Barry might give me the grill, but I would be a bit scared too. Oh, yeah. Because you kind of He doesn't muck around. And he's... It, it's like he he has that iron kind of inside. Yep. He's very sweet on the outside, but he'll get you. Amazing. Before you know it. Key policies mm. around aged care. Yes. And which I think are really important. One is we've got one really great policy, which is around raising the rate, which is about raising the rate of the pension mm-hmm. and all income support to $88 a day, which is, which is above the poverty line. Right. No one in this country should be below the poverty line. You, you, it kind of... As soon as you are, you know what it's like. You just slip into all the other things that mm. happen in your life where you can't make choices, where 
you, you can't access, you know, kind of, you know, if you need help with your electricity bill, if you need, you know, if you're living below the poverty line, you're making decisions. Do I pay my power bill or do I, eat. you know, do I eat? That's exactly mm. what it's like. And, you know, so don't want to put people in those in those situations. Um, so looking at also allow, um, looking at raising the amount of money that a person who's on the pension can earn because there's all these things like yes. you earn X amount. So we're looking at raising that to about $300. Um, before you start losing money off your pension because there's a lot of people who have retired and they're not... Is that so- how low it is? $300? Yeah. Well, it's less than that. No, that's... Um, I think it's about we would raise it. We'd raise the rate to $88 and then raise the amount from where this cuts in, which I think it cuts in around 200 Oh, that's insane. I know, it's terrible. But you've got to sort of push it up because then... See, a lot of people have retired and they're not... They don't have... They're not self-funded retirees. No. They don't have this giant sum of money that, or right. even a moderate sum of money that they're pulling into. Also about lowering the age from 67 to 65 mm-hmm. um, so that you can access the pension then. I know for a lot of people, because really hard, once you hit your 60s, can you imagine still having to go out there and look for work? No. It's not that I'm far bad. away from I us. know. I'm bad enough in my 50s. I know, exactly. And, and that, you know, because you know when you walk into a job provider... That people aren't going. Oh, great! I've got a sixty. I've got a sixty-two-year-old yeah. here. You know, and that it shouldn't be like that because you're at the. You know, you've had the massive amount of experience. Absolutely, you have a lot to offer. But you know, you're up against it. You know, I find that threshold stuff. I was looking at it this week because, um, you know, of course, there's that the the LMP has raised the uh, the independent criteria for students and for youths to try mm. and get. Youth allowance to 22 now. So you would have gone through this with your kids. Yes. My kids are down in – Jared's down in Melbourne studying but can't get any allowance because he's under 22 and we live up here but we're supposed to still be supporting him. I don't know how – yeah. I, and I, he can't do that course up here either. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And you go, here is a young person who's left their regional country town yeah. to – to go live somewhere else. Who's, to pay for his own education. Yeah, supporting himself, mm. who then can't do the education that he needs to do to set himself up for, for what is going to mm. be his life's occupation. Mm. And his parents who are living, what is it, 2,000 kilometres yeah. away, are having, are having are being expected to support him while he does it. Like that, it, that's why we need to have, you know, we like need 20, to free 22. That's hey, ridiculous. Well, they just, they raised that by a year not long ago, I think. Well, you would know. I know, because I've had to do that with all yeah. the kids. And, and, and the amount of money, one of the things they don't take into account when they do those assessments for Centrelink is how many dependents you have. So I could be on... But the, the threshold is quite low. It's not It's big. like a combined income of $56,000 yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, that's a really combined low. combined income. Yeah. yeah. And then if you had seven kids yeah. to one kid, no different. Yeah. And you're going, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, so how are you supposed to support if you have seven kids? Yeah. And that's because the system, look, I'm very serious now because we're talking about supporting kids and I'm sure a lot of people there, because the system is built on difficult compliance to eject people from the system. That's right. It's around cutting people out so they can come out and say, well, we've saved budget here. Mm. And you never save by doing that. Like, it's it's one of those crazy things. It's like I was chatting yesterday um, to our Senator Jordan um, Steele-John about the NDIS and about, you know, how, you know, the coalition have just hacked into the NDIS. Mm. 
and that for every dollar spent on the NDIS, it's returns $2.5, like $2.50 to the economy. The NDIS provides something like over 200,000 jobs. Mm. It's pretty well stopped us going into a recession. It's a, it's a, it's a program that works that needs to be boosted, not cut back. And that's the same thing. Mm. Just make it tougher and tougher for people. Um, and I just, you know, it, you want to be opening doors for people to have better lives, not you know, this punitive, horrible system. Well, apparently, Mandy, only if they're Christian, wealthy people. I know. That's right. They they deserve to have better lives. It does but feel the like rest that, of us, doesn't it? It is like that. It is like that. Where you it can't, doesn't yeah. feel like that. It is like that. <laughs> I'm trying to be open-minded. Yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not running for that crossbench. The assholes don't care about us. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't care. People, people really don't mm. care. And they don't care, you know, about... Because there's so many stories of people that fall through the gaps. You know, you fall through. There's so many. There's mm. that many cracks in the system. There's just. And if you look into every I, crack in the system, there's people. There's thousands of people yeah. in there. In and the I cracks. think it's because you know. And I think we've touched on this before that the current crop of politicians. You know, the majority of them. You can't yeah. say all of them, but they're political. They're, they're professional politicians. They've never actually lived in another world. Yeah. They don't know what it's like. I mean, Anthony Albanese was brought up by a single mum. He has some idea. They have, they have some he ideas. He was, wasn't he? It's kind of funny when you do it. But I went, people, people like Scott Morrison, Peter Dutton, you no. know, they're, they're privileged. Michaela Cash, they're all privileged people who have gone through, they've got their free university degrees. Well, they Back kind of in the 80s. And if you've been a staffer, if you've been in that system for yeah. a long time, you're really out of touch with the, the rest of the world and even for me look I'm coming as someone from an arts background and people often go like you know, because there's a sense that you have to be a lawyer or an accountant mm, or a doctor mm. or someone who's seen as having you know what we see as having status mm. that and you're going what does that in those say? select few professions yeah. that we look of, up to exactly because you're going this is representative government mm. and it should be a voice of all the community and the community decides why do we decide some professions above others? And it's quite funny because as an entertainer, entertainer, I sound like, I sound <laughs> like a cabaret person, but working in the arts community, one of the key things we do is we learn about developing relationships and we learn about collaboration. Mm. We're great networkers. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yes, you have to be. So this week I went out and I um, I went, well, I'm going to go meet with all the mayors and, and you know, who better some of the mayors. Not have, mayors. Oh, no, no, horse. like, yeah, all the, yeah, not actually horses. <laughs> and the stallions. Don't you know. forget the stallions. I won't forget the stallions. Or the geldings. <laughs> not more geldings than you realise. Well, um, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I went and met with the, the mayors in, in this region, two, two women, and um, I'm, I'm yet to meet with the Byron mayor, which I'm doing next week. But, you know, I'm sort of, I'm sort of across that living in Mullumbimby. You know him. Yeah, I know him. But I, wanted to, I went to Ballina and met with the mayor there and I went to, to Tweed. It was really She's good. got a great name, the one in Ballina, hasn't she? Oh, yeah. Sharon fantastic. Cadwallader. Yeah, Is that Cal- her name? Yeah, it's Caldwallader. Caldwallader. Yeah. yeah. Even better. So it's another letter in there I didn't I know about. <laughs> um, so... It was just really good having that conversation to go, okay, we've been hit by a massive disaster. We need to work across different levels of government. You know, we're all, Mm. everyone who's elected is representative of the community. So to ignore any of those voices, it doesn't mean you agree, but it means you learn to collaborate. And I went, when I was yesterday, I was with um, Chris Cherry, who's the mayor of Twaid. She was like, this is really interesting, Mandy. No one's ever done this before. And I went, what? She goes, well, come to talk to us and talk to us and talked about what what's happening here and, and... Are you kidding? 
I couldn't believe that. And I went, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that. Like <laughs> I went, I'm just doing this from my skill set, which is if I'm going to work across an enormous region, I would go speak to the people that are there doing the work on the ground the already in yeah. the region. You know, if I'm talking about housing, well, I'm going to go and talk to the mayors about where the places are, where they would, mm. where the council mm. owns, where they could earmark for public and, and social housing mm. tomorrow. And unless you have that conversation, you're just talking through your arms. And what an, oppo- <laughs> and, and what an opportunity for us here to have you down there advocating for us, you know. Like um, oh, imagine no. the difference we could make because there is... Well, particularly when I'm making big mistakes like talking to people. I know, how dare you? <laughs> but that's when you went and met my old boss. Yeah, I did. And Ballina. I know. So for those of you who don't know, I used to work in um, Byron Shire Council and I worked for a man called Paul Hickey who we both moved on and he's now the general manager of Ballina Shire Council and very well loved, I believe. Yes, very well loved. Ellen was the um, the PA, weren't you? Was his, well, I was called the EA actually, executive oh, assistant. Oh, the executive assistant. Funniest first day ever because he um, – so I got that job when I was working at the Lismore Uni and then the Byron – Shire Council executive were all sacked like three days really? after I got the job. Not because of you. No, well, I don't <laughs> think so. But I remember being under my desk at the university because I'd given my notice and everything and I remember being under the desk calling calling the guy who gave me the job going, hey, mate, sorry about your job. I know it's terrible for you, but this is about me. Do I still have a job? <laughs> because I've given notice here. At the, and he said, yeah, yeah, you're right. You'll just be working with an interim manager. So I was with an interim manager for about six months and then Paul Hickey came and that was his first executive job. He'd been high up in councils, but not, he was at Lismore Council before. So he's a great person to know because he's now worked in three councils in this Mm. region. He really does know the area and he, you know, he lives in Ballina and anyway, he came and he, he understandably was nervous walking into Byron Shire Council in that environment. It was a pretty tumultuous time. And I just, I had all these things ready for him that he had to be over immediately. And so I sort of ran through those with him, gave him those files. And then I said, would you like a coffee? And he said, I can make my own coffee. You're not here to make my coffee. And I was like, oh, you'll regret saying that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I respect him for that. I respect him for it too. He was was nervous. I was just being nice. Yeah. And so I went, okay. And then later on when we had a really good um, working arrangement and he I remember the first time he goes Helen you reckon you can make me a coffee I go I'm not here to make you coffee <laughs> and he was like oh are you ever gonna let me forget that <laughs> of course I would make him coffee but I would always I'm not here to make you coffee <laughs> I love that he was just he was and he'd ne- he'd also never had an executive assistant so he was kind. It was kind of like that. What so, does this person do? Okay, yeah. What did you do? I'm I managed. I managed his whole. I might hold. have one. I might get. You an will assistant. have one. And what will they do? You will have one. Will you manage every part of their day, and whenever he needs like a baby. Well, pretty much. You manage their diary. Do you have to put you? In, it's almost like you have to schedule in time to have a poo. Well, he'd have to ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred it if he did it at home. <laughs> Not on our time, Paul. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, so and you also you also run interference for people who you don't need to speak to. Interference? Okay. Yeah. All right, I want to know about this. How yeah. do you run interference? Well, you don't ever let them get the call through oh, to you that person. Now, I can imagine <laughs> knowing Ellen Briggs, she's bit, she runs interference on people just as a hobby. Yeah, I like it. She loves it. So I imagine you <laughs> ran some pretty good interference. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you'd get, you can imagine in it, and you'll get it, you will get it, Mandy. People are adamant that they need to speak to you, that no one else, no one else can help. But I would see things that I could easily solve or another manager could solve or another, even, even a staff member could solve. Yeah. And so I would say, look, I'm happy to put you through to science. No, I want to speak to him. And I'd say, okay, well, how about this? How about I put you through to, you know, David in accounts or wherever it might be and see how you go with David. And if that doesn't solve your, solve your problem, then David will put you back to me. They never came back because I knew that David could fix it. That's great. Yeah, but I was always pretty good. And then, yeah. and then occasionally Paul would go, hey, you know that guy that's been ringing? I'd like to chat to him actually. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a letter. You know, you, kind of go, you know my wife who keeps yeah. ringing that you keep putting on to David? Well, I'd like to actually speak yeah. to her. Yeah. <laughs> so that sort of stuff, uh, organised meetings, you know, make sure he is briefed. When a, when a council agenda came out, make sure he has all the right notes for that. I love the briefings. I love the briefings. Yeah, yeah. you'd be good at that because I've yeah. been going to things now and I've been briefed. And it's I'll just say for anyone that's never been briefed, it's <laughs> if you're driving somewhere and you you don't know when you get out of the car, you've got to do something like a press conference, and you've got someone in the car reading you the lines that you're going like, okay, this is what we're on at the moment. This yep. is these are the points we're hitting. This is the issue. This is what came out today. It's really yeah, exciting. Yeah. Makes my driving not very good though. Yeah, boring. Yeah. Have you watched Veep? No. You I've have to watch it. some of those episodes because her guy that does the briefing. My God, Mandy, you just have to watch it. Um, he is hilarious. He'll actually be behind her when she's meeting and greeting. So she's either the vice president or the president in that show. He'll be behind her going, you know, this is this is Sharon Peters. She lost a son in the Af- Afghan when she's like, oh, Sharon, oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, like she – and yep. so she just gets away with it the whole time, you know, but she's also horrible and so he'll – He'll say stuff like that and she'll go, oh, God, look at her. Son's probably <gasps> glad not to be here. You know, like oh. <laughs> she's awful. But you love her. Isn't it interesting? You have to watch it. That's that thing which, you know, it, it's maintaining your authenticity in all of that is, you know, it's crucial. And you can imagine, I can see that it's a struggle. I can see how people, I don't think you start out as a, some people are a bit cut outy as it is. Yeah. But you can see how the mould isn't it how you start getting pushed into? But do you remember some time ago when you first even entertained the idea of going to politics and I had this conversation with you? I said, I'll never change. Yeah. Well, I haven't changed that much. I haven't cut my hair. That's good. That's um, one thing. I haven't even waxed my even nostrils. Though, even though um, I photoshopped. doing my socials did say you do need to wax those hair. Because I forgot See, I love that. That's like the guy. Uh, nose hair. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, it is. That's food running on your interference. Tape. Well done, Trish. Yeah, getting the getting the um, getting the nose the hair in nostril. I remember having the conversation with you and saying, "You you will have to change because you've you've gone from being you're your own boss. You do what you want. You have nobody telling you what to do. You have no censorship. You have no filter. You have you can go on stage and say what you want. You do what you want. You choose where you go to work. You choose who you work with." None of those decisions are yours once you're either a candidate or a member of parliament. And now you know. You oh, have I a know. whole team of people and you're really, you're just the person who cops the shit when the shit comes flying. You know, and part of me goes, I'm the boss of me. Stop, you know that Yeah, thing? but you're not anymore. No, you're not. And it is really hard because part of it is. Your whole life you've been the boss of you. I've been the boss of me. We're mm. the boss of 
ourselves. You're yeah. not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. You're the boss of you. And sometimes yes. we boss each other and yeah. that's, that's okay. But it is interesting actually doing that, like handing over, you know, to, yes. but there's a part of you that actually thinks really important. There's a part that just won't hand over. There's that part that goes, nah, nah. I'm not this doing is it. what I believe I'm in. I'm not doing yeah. it like that. That's not what I'm doing. Like I still, I have that where I'll, I'll reach you like, no, nah, no. Nah. Good. No. Good. No, that's not happening. It will be hard though. I, you know, and when, you know, lots of people ask me, how do you reckon Mandy will go? How do you reckon she'll go? <laughs> do they I'm ask like, it like that? Yeah, because that's how most of my friends talk. <laughs> Even the blokes. <laughs> yeah. How do you reckon she'll go? Because I have heaps of friends who are jockeys. <laughs> That's hence the gilding Don't stallion. Tell them <laughs> I want to stop racing. No, no. They probably do too. They probably do too. It'd be terrible being a jockey. Imagine being oh, a jockey. It's a hard life. Hungry all the time. We're going to transition jockeys into something else. What else, else could they do? Um, a tiny a lot of things. A teeny tiny men. Yeah, and I, women. Yeah, I think I think there's you know there's Is there a, a market lot- for tiny men. <laughs> <laughs> do, what kind of job could they do? They could uh, be tree climbers. Yeah, I think there's little, a lot of yeah. accountants. They could really do whatever they you want. do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, they can do whatever. Yeah. Um, but when they say, how do you think Mandy's going to go, I honestly say that's the part that I think you'll struggle with. You're not going to struggle with anything else. You're not going to struggle with people slinging shit at you. You're not going to struggle yeah, with care. dealing with media. You've done that. You're not going to struggle with sitting at that crossbench and having people... You, you know, none of They're that. It's going to be like really bad acts. You know it's, how we've yeah. had, how many bad acts have we so had to many. sit through and go, oh, my God. Yeah, this guy. This guy. And then we go out and sl- we kind of go, okay. Yeah, I'll we'll, slay now. Let's slay. The part you'll struggle with is that is that sense of you, that you can't be, you can't yeah. really authentically be who you are anymore. You can still be who you believe in. I hope you can to a certain mm. I think I have to hang on to that. I mean, even I think you'll have to make sure you have people around you in your in your yeah. core group from your life now. Oh, you do because I've I've always got that thing. I mean, it, you know, you kind of you, you have to hang on to your naughtiness in yeah. a sense, yeah, because that's what you have. I mean, I mean everyone, you know, I I often think about you know because Alex worked for Valentino Rossi. Mm you know, arguably one of the most famous sports people in the world and all his friends were friends from when he was two, three years yeah. old. He never he never really got new friends. And oh, my God, what if I don't get any new friends? <laughs> you don't need new friends. You've got good friends now. I've got me old friends. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, I like <laughs> my old friends. We're as good as you're going to get. That's, that's, the, that's <laughs> what I've got. I've got really good old friends yeah. put in the old friend bank. Yeah. Which is really good. But um, he, um, he, you know, often things would happen like, I remember them telling us this story. They went to some really famous nightclub and there was a big line yeah. and um, they were lining up and they were all going to him, go, go up the front and say who you are. You know, once they say who you are, they'll let us in. We won't have to line up. And he came back and he was really excited. He goes, how good is this? They don't know who I am. And all his <laughs> friends were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they had to line up like normal people. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, whereas he, he loved it. Yeah. Because he could go to this nightclub and have fun for a little while before people recognise him, but his friends were like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it is. I, I think that's key though. And I think that's one of what's one of the things which is actually good about the Greens and in the party is people people are a bit more individual in yes. the party. There, there's a much bigger kind of, you know, apparently 
it's just during the election phase. It's all about the jacket. But in the campaigning, got to wear a jacket. The jacket off. I haven't got a jacket on today. No, I'm wearing a jumpsuit. No, but it's it's got a collar. <laughs> it's <laughs> from still. Target. It's really nice. It's, it's almost nice. a little bit of safari suit. It is a bit safari. It's what I like. It's a safari it, jumpsuit. Yeah, it feels like you know action. Yeah, jumping out of the helicopter on yeah. the safari. <laughs> I went yesterday to a flood inquiry, which was interesting. Oh, where was, was that? The one at Talgum? Yeah, no, at um, can't get to Talgum because the road's pretty uh, well gone. And some of those people at Talgum are looking at not having any road access for up to twelve months. Like they so, they have this, to go the really go long. Chillingham, oh. like this really long way, and there's no. It, well, yeah. Yesterday was was hearing people, and they had it at um, Timbulgum, and I don't think the flood inquiry. I think there was one in Lismore, but I only went to the Timbulgum one. Covered our entire region, and they asked if they were going to have one in the Byron Shire, and they basically went. It was really awkward. They went. Uh, we really need to get around and listen to the stories. We're really important. No, we're too busy for oh, that. We want oh, to get on with even it. Though and you go, well, what happened to listening to the stories job. of the people of the region? Yeah. Where was it? At, um, in a little hall. Ah, full? Yeah, it was full. Mm. And um, people shared shared their stories. of. And I went, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I think they just grabbed. I don't know what. I often wonder what that serves when they listen to people's stories of how they collate those stories. I think people's stories are really important. But a lot of those people have been through the 2017 mm, flood. And mm. as far as they were, that, there was a real, there was such a, you could see from the people in the room, they had that kind of arms folded like, you know what, we're still waiting for the recommendations from 2017 mm. when you came around and do this and nothing happened. And here we got hit this time much worse with no communications, no proper emergency response where strangers had to rescue mm. people on boats. So, yeah, not really impressed. And then when they did the house moving thing, it's like they're only offering it to commercial premises. They're not offering it to residential homes at this point. What so do you mean house moving? It's what house raising. Sorry. Oh, raising. Yeah, not moving, house raising. So currently... No, so if you have a private one, you have to pay for it yourself. Yeah, and it's really expensive. We're at the planning, town planning place where I'm working. We have so many inquiries about putting in DAs to have houses lifted. Someone was telling me yesterday. I think we need. I think we need floatable houses. I know. I was just about to talk oh, about. Oh, were you? Yeah. Because when my brother-in-law was here, um, he and I were having quite a few drinks out on the deck one night, and we solved it. Yeah. This. Oh, you tether your house to a pier. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have. They uh, have them in um, like the Netherlands and places like that. Yeah, and you have like a sewage line that goes up through the house, so it just raises up. Yeah. Around that, I think it's actually a really great idea. Yeah. Like you kind of go. This is a chance to innovate housing. Clearly you're not going to keep building in the floodplains, but if people are in their community and they want to stay there, um, there has to be a way to innovate um, yeah. house bills. And that's actually not a bad idea. And it's been done in other places. We need to start looking We need to start looking further yeah, afield. We're so terrible at doing that. We're so terrible. Look at our highway systems. I'm, I'm really worried that, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just worried about all of this that people tell their stories and they're kind of forgotten. Pe- the, the train moves town somewhere mm. else and then they're gone. And if you didn't get in for that scheme, some people get left behind. You go, oh, you didn't know about that. Oh, you should have put in for that. The deadline's closed now. Yeah. That's done. So that kind of way of, of funding is not is often hard for people that mm. don't know what their eligibility is. And I know so many people who are completely eligible and have been knocked back three and four times yes. for any help. And it just doesn't make sense. And then they make them do things like – and some older bloke was – talking about yesterday he, like, he goes I'm an older man I didn't go and I've lost everything I didn't think to go in there and take photos of like the no. worst moment of my life 
and to prove what happened to me, they wanted photos. Oh, Alex is going through that now with the Mullumbimby Golf Club. I mean, I know it's minor compared to someone's home, mm. but the golf club was annihilated. You yeah. know, the whole the whole bottom floor was completely covered. Lost all their golf carts that are in there. You know, and and for a little country club, so it's devastating. He's had to ask around the community for people who were driving past to show the water levels. And sure, they got in once they could get there because but they've gone most down. people can't get there when the yeah. water's at its highest. Um, then you can see the mud and the slush and everything that's gone through. But, yeah, that's not good enough. The lady was saying to him the other day, see if you can get – so he, he actually did find a guy who drove past and who videoed there, luckily, who's been able to give him that footage yeah, but you shouldn't have to do that. Like that older man shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, who didn't think. I mean, we know that it happened. We're not lying. It's a bit like taking photos at a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, something. No, no, look, she's dead. Yeah, because we're not, you know, you kind of go, look, let's keep people taking insurance photos basically, but you, but people aren't aware of that when it's happening. And when you're traumatised, mm. you go, quick, get in the boat. I've got to take some photos first. Like that, that's cynical and discompassionate, mm. I reckon. It's clear what's mm. happened. Anyway. Anyway, oh, I'm I just getting know. a new table. <laughs> Ellen, <laughs> let's talk about your new table. Well, it's um our gorgeous Sid Geary, yeah. who's our printer yeah. in the area. He's selling his it's Parker. That's a great collectible piece it's of furniture. Par- yeah, and he Does he know? Does he know? Yeah, he knows. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't want much for it. Really? He bought it, he bought it secondhand <gasps> some years ago for $900 or something. Oh, wow. How much is he selling it 350 for? $350. Oh, my God. I know. You know, I know what it's worth, Ellen? Yeah, I know. It's a couple of thousand. A couple of thousand. That's a really it's one great... one of those extendable ones because oh, this square those. table has driven me. This was – we kind of had this built for our other house. Right. So it was great in the other house here, not so great. Oh, it's really good. And you know what you can get with the Parker is you can start collecting – I've got a Parker piece at home too, which I found for $40 have somewhere. You? you? can get some of the, the Yeah, side the sideboards are amazing. I love them. Yeah. yeah. And it gets – because sideboards kind of went out, but – no, Unless it's a Parker sideboard, mm. you know, and then you can put your glass cats in there. I know. And you can put... Fabergé egg. Your fa- <laughs> it's a Fabergé egg. I've always wanted one. I don't think they're the ones they use for kegels. <laughs> I'm trying to tighten your, do your kegels. With your Fabergé egg. What is it? I think it's just an egg. Like it's like a big egg, I think. that You know when people used to go, I've got to get a gift for, gift for grandma. Wait, it's like Wedgwood. Oh, I remember, yeah. and they'd be in the in the. But they're quite expensive. They are expensive. That things like the crystal cats, the wedgewood. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was like grandma's, yes, yes. and you'd have to decide. The figurines. Yeah. What were they? There was a brand of those, yeah, and, and they'd like all be girls. ladies. Yeah. They were like Royal Dalton. Royal Dalton. That figurines. was it. Figurines, and remember, I remember actually trying to think what I was going to collect. <laughs> you know, and you go, I need to collect. Then every time you have a birthday. People would get you. Yeah, that well, my sister thing. did that with a Wedgwood dinner set. I used to get Holly Hobby. A Holly Hobby. Were you Holly Hobby? I had yeah, a Holly I'm Hobby like... little thing for Julia. Holly Hobby nighty. Holly Hobby necklace. Holly Hobby undies. No, I didn't really. And wasn't I didn't really even into... like Holly no. Hobby. No, you just wanted to collect something. I just felt pressured into collecting something, and I think I liked Hobby Text. Do you remember Hobby Text? I you used to be able to text. write on you. Yeah. I've still got a pillowcase, and I I don't know why I still have it, but it was a plain pink one, and I. Did a stencil of a little girl and wrote Ellen on it. I've still oh, got it. My that's hobby adorable. text. I'm glad you've got that. That's little what Ellen. What are you going to do with it? You're going to keep that to remind yourself about little Ellen. <laughs> Full just, of hope. I want to see you when you get the new table. I want to see you get a sideboard. Mm. I want to 
Ooh, it would look nice there. It would look really good. And that's mm. when you've got to start collecting Wedgwood or something. Okay. I don't know what it's going to be. Well, I've got a lot of old Wedgwood cups and Royal Dalton cups and yeah. things because I do like a nice cup. Oh, you can put your cups in I there. I put my cups in there. Oh, and then every time you have a birthday, people get you more cups. Well, like Mother's Day coming up, but they never get the right cups, oh, do, do you know they? What happens? Speaking of cups, this is what happened. I came home because I've been working a lot on the campaign. Mm. So I, one of the things you've got to let go of is giving a shit what your oh, house yes. looks like. And yes. That's hard. And I come yes, home and is. I go and I walk past the pool area every day. There's towels on the ground there and I'm just counting. It's now seven days. Not No one's picked up oh. anything. No. And I went, I'm not picking it up now. And like the washing in the washing machine has been like I check it, rewash it, haven't got time to put it out, check it, rewash it. I put it out last night really late. Because I went, oh, I can't handle this. Like, you know, all that. It's the yeah. they do the periphery, the stuff like the dishwasher and the, the, the they stuff. Wipe, they attempt to wipe the bench down. Oh my god, it's not even an mm. attempt. Mm. But you know, in in, in it's, it's just it's hard to let go of of caring about what your house looks like because I actually yes. always. I know you do. I do too. It's really hard. Yeah, and so now it, it's it's not good in there. It's a very serious job. <laughs> Um, in there and if someone came in like it, it, I look and you don't want the small amount of time you're at home you don't want to A be cleaning or no. B be fighting about cleaning or be angry you'd be angry but yeah. you probably are oh no I'm angry but I just push <laughs> the angry down you know and pretend you're, you're not I can't ask my family who I'm neglecting and show them I'm angry about this well see that's good practice for you Mandy because you're going to be very angry in Canberra but you're sometimes going to have to put on your happy face and pretend yeah. that you like people I am doing that. I'm mm. doing quite a good job. I don't even know why I'm having this conversation. I was going to tell you something. I don't know why I'm what Mother's it is. Day? No, it's gone. We'll come back We're tomorrow. talking about Mother's Day. Anyway, it's the angry. It's letting go of the stuff I care about, mm. you know, like socks that match, like undies that I are did notice that your socks don't match. No, they don't match. Your shoes off. Nor are my underwear comfortable. I've... <laughs> I haven't washed my undies for about three months and I'm down to the bad ones. Oh, I was going to say, you're wearing dirty ones. You're wearing dirty have, ones. Have you got enough undies for three months? Yeah. No. Well, I might have. It's been Did weeks. You said three weeks. months. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, three I was going to say three months. Yeah, three months. 900 <laughs> pairs of undies. <laughs> That's a lot. I don't have that many pairs of undies. Oh, anyway. you need someone to come in. Do you want me to come over and do a few loads of washing for you and get them out? Just go, John, I'm just here to do the washing. I know. How embarrassing would that be? He'd be horrified. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He'd probably go. Yeah, Good. Go Thank you. Good. Yeah. Do it. Thank you. One bathroom has a basket in it that has 10 toilet rolls, empty toilet rolls in it. Oh, just, like overflowing. Yeah, like why wouldn't you just empty it? It I don't even know. Yeah, me. I don't know this, how this people live why, like that. Women need to run the country mm. because you go. That's obvious. I would just empty that. Mm. Like, or people with a strong sense of social responsibility. My sense of social responsibility is, you know, I can't see. I can't go into a toilet and see a toilet roll that's not on the holder and a to- and not think that's my responsibility to put mm. the toilet paper on the toilet roll. Mm. But a lot of other people don't have that feeling. Do you know, Mandy? There's people who don't even. Like check the toilet before they have guests come over. What? I know. Who are those animals? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to their houses. Yeah, there's always been a shit in there. Well, you just go. You got kids. You got young, especially yeah. when you have young kids. You know, they're yeah. in a hurry. They do their stuff and then they run out. I've. How many times have I said to you, "Hang on, I'll just check that toilet before you go always. in"? Always. You'd never let me always. go in an unchecked toilet. No. 
it's kind of like that's part of you being an executive assistant. Is that you you that's, go in first. That's the interference. It's, you, you run the interference <laughs> on the toilet in case there's there's a situation. That's right. There. And you I manage have to deal it with it before the executive goes in. That's right. <laughs> and stinks it up again. Oh, anyway, go. Toilet oh. humour. All right. That's important. That's where the business is done. It is. So we're week, we're coming up to week two. Yeah, I'm so Counting nervous. Counting down to week two. Are you nervous? Yeah, yeah, really nervous. I was saying the other day. Because you're not a nervous person. No, and it's like the feeling of going on stage. Just before you go on stage, you get this, mm. you, get a, you get like this peak of anxiety. Yes, and, it sits, and adrenaline. And adrenaline, it sits at that. And that has not let off. And it's just going up, 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 mm. up, up, up. up. Really full of okay. <laughs> so I've just given you some magnesium. I'm going to go. Probably and need it. to give you some something else. Are yeah. you on probiotics? I've got some no, of those I'm for you. Anything. Okay, I'm going to give you some of those. I'm too. on coffee. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's that's about it. But I am sleeping really well. Like when for I go like to four bed, hours a night. I go, I'm going to look. Like, I'm done by eight o'clock. I'm I've got no like unless I've got a function on. I'm out. I yep. go home, hang out with the family, in bed by ten. Yeah. I get up at 4.30. Okay. That's pretty well been it. No exercise. Mm. None. Um, but you're running around a lot. I'm running, yeah. You know, I'm running around a lot. But I don't think that makes up for it. No quality time. Mm. You know, no no time for nice nice phone calls and stuff like That'll that. That'll come. That's okay. I'm okay about that. I've only got you know. two weeks to go. I've got two and a half weeks. I'm going to keep going. What, do you, what happens on, oh, maybe we should leave that for, for the week before, but I'm interested to know what your schedule be on election day? God, I don't even know yet. I'm looking at my oh, diary. Tell you. In there. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm being told. I don't think you'll have a choice where you have to be. I know. But I want to be, I want to go and vote when you're there. Yeah, let's do that. So that's why I need to know your schedule. All right, let's do it. Yeah. We'll make um, sure. Because I want all my family there too. Yeah. So all my family are coming, so that would be great. It's going to be really exciting. Are they all coming up from Melbourne? Yeah. yeah Melbourne great. and my mum and my dad are coming and they're all coming. It's really I hope cute. you win. I hope I win. Imagine. <laughs> it's going to be awkward. Ellen. You're not going to. And I'll tell you one winning. thing I'm not going to do. If, if I don't win, I'm not going to handle this with dignity. No, I know that. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my shit. I'm going to get really drunk and I'm going to fall down. I'll fall down. <laughs> I'll kick things. I'll yell, at, I'll yell at the TV and the radio. I'll smash the TV. Let's smash the TV. <laughs> You see all these people that act like they're really dignified when they lose. And I'm like, that's a lie. I know. That's why I love it when, you know, like at the Oscars when someone when someone loses and there's, you know, yeah. they're a bit of a funny person, they'll actually mouth like, oh, get fucked when they lose. And I, those people are more real because yeah, it's, it's exactly what you're thinking. I'm highly invested in this. Absolutely. It's not even just about me. It's about the future of the planet. It's about me too. It's about you. It's about all of us. We have to get this happen. Like, I'm We're so We're about the invested. future of the planet. It's about me. It's like about- if you don't get in, you're going to smash me to start booking gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I've, I've left no room. I mean, the planet's important, but. Planet, so children, do all that. Thank you so much. Who too? You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. I know how busy you are. Thanks for clearing that toilet before. No problem. You can go use it now. <laughs> Bye, everyone.